0: Eric Oldman, you're listening to The Rockin' Chicago Show. In each episode, I connect with musicians, artists, and industry people who are involved with Chicago's underground and independent music scene. The show is really a conversation about our creative processes, our hopes, our dreams, and experiences recovering as we all navigate through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and moving forward to a new day where we can create and perform music in and around our fair city. One of the things I love about doing this uh, podcast is that it's just a wellspring of new music. And it cuts across many genres, many corners, back alleys, basements, and studios from our fair city. And it's quite expansive, the uh, breadth and range of stuff that I I get to listen to, um, you know. On, a, on a, almost a daily basis, as people submit things, or people that I have acquaintances from the music scene, kind of like want to show me stuff. And um, tonight's episode is is really um, kind of about that in a superlative sense. Um, my guest tonight, um, really interesting musician from my perspective. He's a bassist and um, composer. And um, it really just kind of has a very unique approach to um, kind of the creative process behind creating music. And um, those of you who are listening uh, who may be more familiar with the DIY sort of avant-garde uh, noise rock, I guess, kind of underground scene here in the city... You know, you probably, are, or even you may remember if you far back, the band Inchi. uh They're kind of a, a math noise band from early 2000s. And then uh, the band Spaniard, who was around for a bit, they're kind of a, a real heavy, sort of noisy, mathy band. Um, that had some kind of avant prog aspects to their composition. Um The guy who was my guest tonight is the bass player for all those bands. He goes by uh, Evan Laxmer as stage name, and um, I came to his acquaintance about four years ago when uh, he had a, a newer project out called Nanzu, which um, you know they were a quartet. They had a, a great vocalist. I mean, and all of them are great musicians, um, but the stuff was as out there as it was catchy. Like it just kind of stuck in your head, but it didn't follow the conventional rules of any kind of songwriting or things that you would expect, um, in sort of a, a, a standard rock or pop context, or even a Western harmony context, there was even, there's none of that. Um, but there were some very specific rules that they were working with from a compositional standpoint and a performance standpoint that I just found really engaging. Um, and great band, you know, um, Definitely very underground here, but uh, one, of, one of the most exciting bands I've heard to come out of Chicago probably in the last 20 years. Anyway, uh, so made uh, Evan's acquaintance. it's um, also one of my, my favorite bass players, honestly, especially locally. Um, is His playing is very physical. It's very um, elastic sounding. Um, you know, I, you could start with less Claypool and then just kind of get a little bit more avant garde than that. And that kind of paints a little bit of a picture, but we'll, we'll, we'll take a listen to some of the music that he's got here, um, in a bit. Um, anyway, so just bringing it back to tonight's episode, um, I got a chance to hang out with Evan last week. Uh, we just sat down and we just talked about creative process and just kind of being musicians in the scene. You're a little bit older um, as you go through projects and bands and you're doing stuff and you know just all kinds of different facets of uh you know what it means is to be an artist and you know not necessarily not not just necessarily a you know musician, but also he's also a visual artist so. Um, And just kind of uh, perceptions, thought processes around that and um, kind of just just living and being in uh, this time with all that. So um, I got some brand new music. These are actually demos that he wants to play for you all tonight. Um, I can't really divulge the name of the project yet. They're still, uh, it's all kind of um, in flight, I guess you could say, or it's um, in progress. Um, but these tunes are kind of set so we're going to share these with you so um, we're going to play this first track here and then uh, I'm just going to kind of dive into my interview with Evan. How did you come to playing the bass the way you do? You don't play like a, a oh. traditional bassist, all right. And well, you're not a, like a flea or a Les Claypool guy in no, that sense. But
1: Les
2: Claypool he, figures
1: into the picture.
0: I, I'm sure he does, a, a but w- bit. what I'd like to know is like, because your attack on the instrument, and this is just more of the musician thread right now, is very unique, and it's just like the approach of like the way you construct your bass lines and stuff. Like, how did, how did you, you get All to right. that? Like, where, where did it start See, for you and, like, just kind of talk through your evolution? Some of, some,
1: of it, some of it is conscious. Some of it is unconscious. It's just, like, what feels better and what feels natural is, it like, you get more comfortable with the instrument and what makes sense to you as you play it. But I can tell you one thing. I remember always, you know, like, those jokes that people make about uh, uh, bass players there are kind of, like, that, you know— sits up on uh, or stand up on stage and they're like the standing there in like that pose right. where they're just like right. barely and they moving play two and it's like right. and then it's all like you, you have to strain to hear it because it's just like a um, low end just going doop 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 and it's oh okay he's moving his fingers and all that stuff i was like oh god like why do people think that that's what bass players are and th- that's part of it like trying to buck but not even like Trying to do it purposefully, or that's what I set I off to do. It just a lot. I, I like. I started out liking music that was very like aggressive and physical. Even just little watching. It. If you watch early, uh, early clips of like say Primus, you brought up right. last Claypool. Holy shit, his yeah. playing is super physical. It is super physical. Yeah. And it's a performance.
0: It's like a dance. Almost. Exactly. Right. Right.
1: And connected right away with that I can tell you this even though I don't really listen much to either of these bands that I'll mention right. the reason why I picked up that instrument or others because when I first was exposed early on I was a teenager well, I was 12, 13 uh, Tool the first record when I think uh, the name of the bass player Paul DeMore and uh, the yeah. song that everybody knows is like Sober that, yeah. that tone massive and shit, they felt physical yeah that had like that, a kind of like a bit of a, a, a
0: distortiony, grindy sound. Yeah, to it, right? exactly. Right.
1: That and that on, on the other end of the spectrum, Les Claypool and watching him just literally go at yeah. the instrument. I was like, It's like a rubber band, yeah, right? Yeah. That's, I, I think that's, I was already into music and having thoughts of like, oh, I'd be cool to like learn to play an instrument or be in a band. it's going to be so cool when you're young, you're like, bands are cool, whatever. Um, it's like, yeah, I think that's the instrument I want to play. That's what these guys are doing. Like those those two undertow and uh, either sailing the seas of cheese or the record after were like, yeah, I want to play the bass. Okay. I wasn't necessarily sure I was gonna play it like them, but uh, those two records were like what steer me to like, yeah, bass. Bass is, is what you want to be trying to learn how to do. That's it. And and as far as answering your question and the physicality. I just
0: because that's a part of your performance too. Like you are, are, it's. I just like to. It's like watching sport. Yeah, I just
1: like to attack it. I like music. I like music that is very and the sport connection actually makes sense too. Uh, I, I, you know, growing up in Italy before I even cared about music, I was one of those kids, and it's different there than here. It is like came back from school and. I was I couldn't even put down the books or whatever I was carrying, just go outside and play soccer on the street with other kids, and like that's the only thing I cared about until I moved to America, and soccer wasn't really a big deal then, and nobody cared about that, and I started discovering through older kids and friends like music, and I was like, oh, this seems like interesting. I want to listen to more of this stuff, or I want to like I started gravitating naturally towards music, but I still kind of loved the good adrenaline rush physicality anything that felt like even when it came to music that I wasn't necessarily sure how to process it like what was going on but it was like literally like the me in the face it was just like that's why I still love some of like aggressive like metal music especially the stuff that takes a lot of chances with like tonality and approach and rhythmically anything that just jars me out of complacency I'm fucking in like I and so, as far as the playing, it just I'm not I don't I'm not like a graceful player. I can so, fake. So the you've like, always been that
0: way. Then you didn't I'm, start off just learning like some take lessons or like how did you did you just pick it up and just kind of do stuff well, I by ear up, or?
1: I, I picked it up and I just always knew. Even one of the first things that I did would be, I would try to like to tab for myself. Like the very, I'm trying to think the very first songs I tried to learn the very. But The very first songs I tried to learn were stuff like uh, another band I really liked a lot. I remember like Quicksand. Yeah, I was into the Bad Brains. Yeah, uh, Soundgarden was my first musical obsession, and I would yeah. sit there with little like index cards and sit with like this crappy bass that I got at a pawn shop, and just literally sit there yeah, yeah. and re- back then rewind the tape, yeah. try and figure out the notes on the part, write them down, right. then practice them. But I always find myself doing it, but the, the combination of bass being crappy, my equipment being crappy, and and, and necessitating a certain amount of effort to yeah. get the right sound out, I've always had like heavy hand, and I always felt like compelled, even naturally, to like attack it,
0: yeah, just attack it. I love it. So that's how you develop your sound, though. I mean, I, that's, I, I I, I'm so. one of those guys, and I my my background is purely academic. Like I went to college, yeah. jazz and studying music, none <laughs> of that. Like, but you learn, you learn. Down the same things of like everything that you do is in your hands. It doesn't matter what instrument yeah. you, you're playing. I agree. If, if I agree. You, you, it, it, you have to have it in your hands already. You have to know how to make that sound. I, yeah. One of my favorite stories, and this is my little sidebar, so the guitar player, Alda Miola, Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I went and it's saw great. him at
0: a clinic when I was starting to play. I was like 13 yeah. or 14. My mom took me, and he picked a piece of shit, like $100 guitar off the shelf. I mean, yeah. strings were maybe an inch off the neck like that, right? <laughs> You know, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." He has his signature guitars, and they're you know these thousands of dollars things. It's and, probably not going to sound good on. And there. Then I just he picked it up, he plugged it in, and he's just like, "It's all in your hands." And it sounded like the, the guy. You know? I believe he, it. And that was the, that was the biggest lesson out of that whole clinic of like you know the the two thousand dollar guitar isn't going to make you as a musician. It's, it's not. It's the dedication, the practice, and like learning how to make your sound. You know. Yeah, out and what I it think is. that's right. a
1: bit. I like I. It, that's the biggest thing. Like I certainly, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I have an appreciation that p- for people that learn the craft to, yeah. to a level where it's like unreal, the type of stuff that they can do, and it's so like effortless, and they can think it play instantaneously. Like you, you can name a certain, like a million people, but everybody is like Victor Wooten is a monster. He's yeah. obviously a monster. You watch him play, it's an extension of his like. And I knew even early on, uh. n- that's not, I was never interested in getting, and it sounds like a cop-out right. to that level, but I know that wasn't my route, my route because that wasn't music. I was interested in making right but i definitely did it for me the importance was like staking your own little like a right. plot in the sandbox yeah, that you wanted sure. to and just finding where it's like this is me this is what i do yeah, yeah and this is what i can do with what i know how to do and let me exploit it to the max and take as many chances with it as i can too and we'll get into more of this later too
0: so so with that though i mean did you spend a lot of time just trying to kind of when you were kind of starting out and kind of figuring your, yourself out as a musician, like just working on your own, where you, you working with other like
1: well, bands at, or Well, at any- first, like I, I I could say this, like that most of the most I've ever learned on the instrument, even though I didn't like I played with a lot of people, but I was not in a lot of bands because even as time went on, like I found my taste always uh, been getting more and more specific and more were like, I couldn't just... Sit in a room and would else with any anybody else? Right. And just You're not going to get hang along back right and just away. Play the yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I yeah. and now like I'm more liable to be able to do that if but I, I feel like I I need to. Right. And it's what the song calls for, or what the what the what the context calls for. Right. But like back then, it was just sort of more. I've always been invested. It's like, yeah, but what is it that I want to do? Right. And does this align with the people that I'm in the room with, or are we just playing? So so you had
0: that awareness back then of, like, your own identity. Not super early on,
1: but I think, like, in terms of learning, like, I guess what I was, yeah, and I'm worrying about the fact that I can go on, like, long tangents, but I'll say this. I'll rein it back, and I'll say the most I've learned and what actually also shaped a lot of my playing, be the way it is, very extremely rhythm-driven, I always enjoyed, always, from, like, the get-go, Never enjoyed it as much, even though I love guitar and it shapes a lot of the music I like is because of the type of guitars that are involved. And I, I'll be very frank about that. But the, most of my learning and most of my the shaping of my playing has come through playing with drummers. Yeah. I love playing with drummers. Absolutely. And I've always loved playing with drummers where even when I didn't know what, I, what the fuck I was doing, trying to go toe to toe with them. And literally, they, if they were throwing a lot of stuff at me, OK, they're egging me on. Let me push back. and It's just kind of like, almost like, you say sport, almost like this weird combat wrestling session with a drum, drummer. And that shaped a lot of my playing, just like attacking, pulling back, finding, they're giving me a certain thing to work with, right. trying to find different angles that make him turn another way. And just sort of like, it's right, right. weird dialogue. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I hear you on that drummer tip, too, and i that's kind of something I relate to with. Even though as a guitar player, I, I actually started off as a bassist. Yeah. So um, that formed kind of a core identity for me. Um, and it's just that kind of looking at music is also a conversation when you're playing with people. Yeah. You're not just sitting there staring and looking at a chart. Um, and you are in some contexts, but like... The the pure essence of it and just kind of with kind of my experiences and training and kind of the way I I look at it now, kind of playing for a bit and doing this for a long time, is that it's a conversation. And like what you're saying about going toe to toe with the drummer. Yeah. Like for me as a guitar player, and it's something that trips a lot of people up, especially drummers, is I'm always paying attention to what the drummer is doing because the drummer is the clock of the band and they're duct tape, too.
1: Yeah, for Uh, sure.
0: they, 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 if they, you don't know what they're doing. The, the foundation of that, that whatever groove or tune is is quite not quite there. So yeah, no, the, that's a that's a, that's a the, fundamental thing to pay attention to. Any right.
1: even when you know the material, I think active yeah. listening yeah. is always right. It, it, it needs to be engaged at all times because. It is possible that even even save the foundational material, the, the specific tune, everybody kind of knows it. Right. Once you play it together and start start paying atten- attention to each other's nuances or how you handle certain part, certain transition, even like say like you bend he's bending it on a little more, or he's like taking this fill. He's, right. Once you start being tuned to what's going on on that level, that's yeah. when the kind of the songs start really. breathing and like speaking like a language it feels alive and not like you guys are yeah like you said like reading off a chart it's like oh we're playing the right notes in the right rhythm that's not enough energy it's not enough
0: yeah no for sure um so uh with that just kind of just kind of also on this thread of kind of your evolution as an artist as well um so chicago is a is a very huge sort of music scene yeah um but it has a lot of a few different kinds of things.
1: Absolutely. A very few. Um it, and I, like I think Chicago even music, it's, musically it's, yeah. as much as people like to say that there's a like a lot of cross-pollination, they said there's really not as much of these no, things. Chicago, no, no. I feel that Chicago is musically sometimes as segregated as, as the it, city is. As right. the city is. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and there's very divided lines. I mean, and, and some of this is generational too. We can talk yeah, about yeah, absolutely, on. yeah, there's that. But um, and, and we'll get to like what I'm getting to is like the community of like the people you work with. There's people that you know.
1: It's very small.
0: It is <laughs> right. You know, you find each other pretty quickly. Yeah. But I mean, h- how hard was it for you to kind of connect with that though? Well, was it was uh, it a, like, just kind of something that happened over a long I'll, period I'll, of time. I'll,
1: I'll be super, super frank about this, and. And I don't even want to, like, and I don't want it at all to sound, I want to preface it by saying I want it at all to sound like I, uh, I'm even remotely trying to blow smoke up my own ass. But the only way I've been able to do it for the most part, even to be in the very few bands that I've been able to be in that I've been relatively happy to whatever degree, depending on the timeline, uh, with, is to find people whose, like, mindset alignment was close enough to where like, in the back of my mind, I could form the thought that like, okay, I could maybe work with this and turn it into something that could be closer to what I like, right. and then progress into like a combination of convincing, goading, pushing, <laughs> training, manipulating. and <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I mean, I, I know it's... A, you have to, you have but, to, like, you have to just, drive it, though. Somebody, just, somebody has to have a vision. Yeah, right. to get them... T- t- people to like sort of align to like, this is what we should be doing. And I don't want to force any, obviously you don't want to force anybody to do what you want to do because then it's like nobody, it, no band is going to work if you try to get people to play what they don't want to play. But if you could convince somebody, it's like, we could be doing this. And I think based on some stuff that you're into, you would really like this. And we, yeah. we'd be pushing ourselves and we'd be doing something and different than, than what anybody else yeah. is doing.
0: The don't. other side of that, though, to turn that around, um, you have a very specific and clear vision of what you're, you're hearing, for the most part. Yeah, and that's hard to find. You know, um, I, the, I the, f- the older you get, the more the clearer I think it becomes because yeah. you, you, you find out what you yeah. like. You yeah, find absolutely. out personality dynamics, too, yeah. and relationships as well. But yeah. um, you know, trying to find that, the you know, find the people, and you're able to articulate what that sound or what that vision is much more clearly, you yeah. know, as, as you, you're able to refine it, you know. And I think that's the um, kind of the aging thing with musicians or the experience thing um, where that could lead to success, at least in my book, like like approaching it anyways, is like once you have that vision set, it's hard to let go of it.
1: Yeah, and it, then, it's, it's almost like... And that's worth the wait. Finding the yeah and anytime right. anytime you feel like this is a hard but it's actually a kind of hard side of the conversation to have because anytime you feel that like you're sort of like that's why it's hard for me to even like be in band sometimes anytime i i, I feel that i'm sort of selling that that vision uh short I feel like I start like even without realizing oh, checking yeah. out. Right. I start yeah. checking out real hard, and that's yeah. bad. Like I don't want to be involved in any. And the older I get, at least there's very there's a there's a conscious choice being made more easily nowadays. That if I see fairly early that like not the same one I w- want to do, I just I'm like I literally mid you know this hypothetical scenario. It could be where like in mid mid rehearsal, like be with these people and be like, ah, the same for me. I'll see you guys. Good luck
0: yeah yeah that's uh, that's uh I think a, a good thing is just to kind of illustrate just as you're on your journey as a musician the more you do it um if you're not into it for the money you know um I mean it's nice to get paid of course of oh, course yeah, yeah you know but if you're not out there doing the tribute cover band market. And I have a lot of friends who do that, and that's how they pay their bills. Mm, and good for them. them, man. Exactly. If they're cool with doing that, Ag- more exactly. power to them. Um, I'm on the other side of the fence of I make art. And that's um, what I, it needs to be. I, I can't yeah. like be a commercial musician.
1: Yeah, once you make that choice, like, right. you can't. Right, like, a, it's, it's a dividing tight. line. Some yeah. friends
0: I know straddle that very well. I don't have the discipline to do that to turn the creative side off. Yeah, to play the same, same like guitar solo the same way every night. I just you know I, I I'm not wired for that. So yeah. I gave up on that a long time ago. But like once you once you go down the right the path of the artist as opposed to the path of yeah. the performer, um, commercial performer. Yeah, yeah. Then then it, it, I think it gets harder. But I think it's more rewarding in that sense, because you, or in the sense of
1: like you're true to yourself. You know? I mean, you're not I, yourself theoretically, I, I agree right. with you on on both of those. Right. I can definitely, uh, without any any sort of pause, tell you that it definitely gets harder. Oh yeah, oh it does. <laughs> right. Oh man, it does. Ooh, it's such a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah. It's it's it's. In- it's frustrating sometimes like it's gotten to the point where like in the current situation that i'm in we're, we're uh, i am in we i do not want to complain on this thing <laughs> i don't i don't want to sound like a complainer but once you set yourself on a path and yeah. then like your vision is so specific and say you find yourself in a situation where you have the need for someone to come along and help you get that vision fully uh, constructed. And because they say you're missing a piece, you know what I'm saying when I say this, it's like, Oh man, I thought it would be much easier to find. And it's like, so far it's like, Oh wow. Mm." Yeah. Yeah. Some days I have to like literally quash the frustration down. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. Um,
0: I've, been in very similar situations with a few projects that i've led in the past and um you make the decision at some point it's like is this still worth doing as it is or you know are you able to keep maintain the integrity of what you really set out to do and um just make it work with the what what's in place you know yeah that's that's kind of it um so let's get out of the abstract now because we're talking yeah, about yeah 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 i know i know creative I know. process I know, and, this- um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, of course, musicians, but um, let's talk about what you're working on. So um, I, I want to rewind to 2017. Um, All right. So I have a friend up in Madison, and he's a, a really interesting guitar player. He plays a nine-string guitar. He's in a band called The Necessary Gunpoint Lecture. Um, he caught your previous group, Non-Zoo Show, at the Arden up there. I think that's the venue um posted a video of it and I was just hooked. I was just like, oh because I I knew these sounds, but I'm just like, not many people play this stuff. Like and then but I kept listening and I'm just like, not many people like like, put it together this this is fucking good, you know? Well and like I'm just like right away I think I went to your band camp. I picked up the thing. We we rehearsed down the hall from each other. I went and bought a shirt and I'm just like, all right, this is like yeah I, I Somebody's doing something unique in Chicago. I, I'm jumping all over it, you know? I so, appreciate it. Yeah, so that's where my introduction to Evan here kind of started is the this whole thing with Nanzu, and I saw you guys at the whatever it is, bridal luxury shop upstairs yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that room, but
1: like... Oh, it's a the, great room, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, going to see you guys there with that. And then, um, yeah, I was just really excited that there was, you know... There is, there was some of that going on. I see all that stuff all the time, like especially out, like what you were doing is more on the coasts for sure. Oh, absolutely, and especially yeah. now, I would right. say
1: mostly like East Coast, yes. and mostly New York, right, downtown <laughs> New
0: York, <laughs> yeah, right, uh, right, that sort of avant-garde, avant-prog, rock and opposition, yep. noise rock yep. world. Um, that yeah, it's New York, and I've seen heard some things out of like the. Germany some bands are doing some of that. Yeah, and
1: I still yeah. hold out hope because a lot of a lot of my favorite bands right. working in that territory strangely enough come from this St. little Louis. town. Yeah. It's You're like right. something is in the water there because the people that pick up that sort of stuff there yeah, They've, there's like, a there's a mecca for that. Bossed the shit out of. Oh yeah, it. They're, well, unbelievable. Some well, of my favorite bands of all so time. So we can
0: from. play six degrees of separation of people that we know because I st- I think I posted a video. I think after I saw you guys at the place on uh, on Archer Avenue, and then um, Sean from Yaoi, who I'm friends with. Same. Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys, I know you guys. I think you guys played shows together. And other Yeah, and, like my bands for the, the
1: first band I was in. The first band I was in. Uh, we right played. We yeah, we yeah, I put the show together. It was it. It same in the same room huh. before it was called that. It was a long time ago. Right. It was a show on the 4th of July, not very well attended. Right. And it was my second time see, so I know what I was getting into, but still like right. as jaw dropping they were is the first time I saw them. Their right. first lineup to me. Right. I love the most recent record too, but like there's something about the first lineup in the original lineup, in the first two records, that right. I cannot describe it to you what it was, man. And it's yeah. like some magical shit.
0: Yeah, and there's other bands too, Great Alina, yeah. and those other bands out of St. Louis. Even his other project, uh, R Six Implant, which is more yeah rock oriented, but they're still that, yeah. And uh, most, that, of, the that, most our, of the people in that
1: most of the people that band ever like a compilation uh, of that, right? Uh, uh, most of the people in Frag uh, in uh, in uh, R six implant yeah. come from this band, little known band from Saint Louis. It wasn't necessarily of... they were more like uh, uh, they were called Fragile Porcelain Mice, okay. Uh, which is a band that uh, like a friend of mine, uh, we we both have in common, Bill, yeah. actually introduced me to. Right, and it's funny that now Sean finds himself playing with these people that I remember. first, right. it's like right. it's a small world, man. Like the more yeah. you dive deep, it's yeah. yeah. like three degrees of separation (laughs) right yeah so then right because i mean i i friended
0: sean through another friend of mine uh, my friend Matt, who plays chapman stick who was a fan of Yowie, um and i think they either played a show together at reggie's or they just knew each other because once you get into the world of for the lack of better term weird musicians like that that network just kind of starts kind of condensing or just becoming more
1: Connected, you know, and right, y- you know what we were discussing earlier about that specificity or about like right. unusual playing. Sean, another guy, when it comes to drumming, I've yeah. been in the room with him, and that's a story that I'll tell you some other time. In a room right. with him, yeah, yeah. playing with somebody that has a very specific style that is zoned it, yeah. the whittle it down to a fine point, and knows exactly what he wants. Yeah, out absolutely. Of it. And it's yeah. why it's also difficult for him to find people when he needs to find people. Yeah. To- yeah, I mean,
0: I listened to the music that he's led with that band, and I, I couldn't play it. I mean, I I can't figure it out, you know. And I I respect that immensely. And that's the other thing I like about it is I'll put it on. I love listening to it because it's just yeah, like there's there's a bit of I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like how yeah. does how do you how do you yeah. have so many sequences that don't repeat. Cause that's what it you know a lot of music is pattern matching pattern repetition absolutely and that as, as humans we're wired for that 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 we seek the patterns you know but when your brain is what and I, I work in, you know for my day gig is is a software engineer yeah. so when you see stuff that's what's called anti pattern where it just it's just constantly spewing uh, random sequences that don't necessarily repeat. That, that's, a, to me, a sign of high intelligence, for one. I'll, I'll tell you one. And it's just a very, ah, it's just such a different I'll, I'll thing. I'll tell you one thing about Sean, because yeah.
1: me and him, on several occasions, have discussed music right. and, like, the music making yeah. and, like, uh, the ideals and kind of the philosophy behind it. Sean, and yeah. haven't even been in the room with him playing drums. Right. And a story that I'll tell you at some other time, because I not want to take up too much of the time. You're going like, to have your own he, anthology He, here. he right. loves, he yeah. loves, like, like, groove plane. Right. But his whole thing is like he loves that this Place accents, yeah. change the turnarounds, right. shorten and lengthen phrases, yeah. toy with the way things like uh, uh, follow each a, other. It's a very jazz and, sensibility And he just, in and yeah. he
2: just right. does
1: yeah. that on Even right. the way he thinks about that's yeah. what he wants out of it. He essentially wants to keep someone that's expecting. Okay, I'm catching a hold Pulling of this is out. grooving. Yeah. Like yeah, it, constantly, like right. constantly. that's has to keep you like while, while as he also progresses musician yeah i feel like finding a way to still keep it somehow like rhythmically engaging and funky like right. with a capital f a right. like some people will never call that music funk to me the, the, their music is funky as hell and right. i
0: love it it is i love it yeah all right so it's sidebar uh sean if you're listening good job um oh, he's awesome <laughs> he is um so back to uh your kind of timeline and your your sort of thread here. So Nanzu, uh, I know you went on a bit of a tour, then that kind yeah. of imploded, and y- then you yeah. were I, you were doing some like improvisational stuff. For yeah, it's too, just, just you know, keep, keep busy. exactly just yeah. the, just keep
1: cool. I mean, I, I like yeah. improvising. It's right. just not yeah. like a thing that I'm fully drawn to. Right. There's certain things about improvising that I don't enjoy. That don't even necessarily have to do with the players. Like I, I do you put, get anxiety. Yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. And I, I sort of get restless because yeah. I I find that sometimes, uh, at least, you know, and I don't consider myself to be someone that, like, is really good at improvising. I can handle my own once I find the pockets in which yeah. m- I can operate, work in my style and my identity and do it. Right. Which is something that I think every musician should do. Anyhow, Absolutely. Because, because that's yeah. what makes you stand out. Right, uh, But uh, – um. I just, something that really bugs the shit out of me about a lot of improvisation is this, a lot of it is like meandering, yeah. trying to figure out, like, each. it's a sort searching. of like a, a, asking, asking one another's permission, like, can we go here? Can we go there? Or well, you want to go there? Or maybe I, just, I, I guess sort of like, I prefer when you can, like, from the get go, okay. Maybe we would agree on a loose vision or like a train of thought that we're going to go down. Yeah. And let's just go fully down it. Let's say enough of this yeah. like polite, searching pitter patter. Yeah. Like, I. That that, sh- that shit like m- makes me anxious. One it stresses of, me out one because of my, it's pouring. It
0: is. And I, I, one of my things with improvisation, um, I, in that's what makes improvisation suck versus. What makes it you be more successful at least or enjoy it more is just kind of the approach mentally. Yes. This is something that my mentor in college, um, the, the head of the music department where I went at Columbia, uh, taught me. And it was the the football soccer analogy. Yeah. So um, instead of like you guys are just kind of traipsing around like I'm going to play this and you can play that. and you can, Right. No, no. OK. So you're going down to pitch. And you're the midfielder and there's a striker back and forth. Yeah. And you guys are, pa- are just passing the ball back and forth, right? Yeah. So that's the improvisation is getting the ball to the goal. Exactly. And if you, yeah. if the people that you're working with understand that and you guys – and it has nothing to do about, like, arranging anything. It's just a mentality thing. As, a, as an outfit, if the players you're working with can operate in that kind of, like, football player or soccer player mentality of, you know – hey, we're all going to take the ball and we're going to get it, down, dribble it down and we're going to make a goal. Yeah, we, we're, then, we're
1: moving things along to get... Right. We're following some sort of path and we're kind of right. understanding, even though we haven't discussed it, yeah. that we're trying to... Yeah. like We're aiming somewhere. It's not aimless. There's an aim. Right. Even if it's being formed... On the spot, there is a right. name here. Whenever it's aimless, I check out. That that's it, and that, that's that's that's
0: the that's the success behind the improvisation. And if the goal is a solo section, or if the goal is a change, or whatever it is, but that's just one of those like just like we playing sport. It just comes with practice, you know. Yeah. So um. And it's it's hard because I mean, you, on one token, you kind of have to either know the guys you're playing with, or yeah, know enough yeah. of them to like right. oh, they can communicate at that level, and they kind of understand that pattern a little bit, like mentally, you know. So
1: there's that. There's people that really have yeah. like a, a combination of like a big ears and ability yeah. to listen and listen in the moment and having yeah. like very good reaction and that's, time that's, and that's also the literal, under, right. understanding what understanding to, to such a to such a level what their own instrument versus someone else's instrument, if there are different instruments, what they how they can interact with each other, where it just kind of like, for them, it's like having a conversation. Yeah. And I feel for people like in my camp that are nowhere near that level, I think what's useful sometimes at those meetings that I wish more people would do in improvisation, yeah. it just sort of like... Figuring out having a conversation where you're also kinda not necessarily imposing your will, but imposing your language, letting yeah. them know, this is what I do and you gotta deal with it. Right. And and I'm gonna deal with what you do. Let's find a way if, yeah. versus like just yeah. the meandering thing where everybody's oh, being yeah. overly it sucks. polite. Yeah. It's like all being in a room and everybody's like, Hey, how you doing? Uh Oh, it's good day today. <laughs> no. uh, what, what, what do you think about uh, the weather? Did you hear that on the news? Just like, fu- I'm like, nah, right, get it's me it's out of here. It's here. The, the, the small like, talk I don't need him. to be having this conversation. I fucking hate it. <laughs> the small talk, right?
2: Yeah, I just no, I'm <laughs> not in for that. Uh, uh, I'm trying
0: to remember the the. the uh, you probably know the expression of the two hens chatting the cackety, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. all it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm right. not. I'm not uh, into that at no. all, right? Yeah. um so that that leads me in my next question with like kind of what you're working out with your creative process too of like how do you come up with the material is it jamming and then you just kind of stop and like hey let's memorize this part no how does that work
1: no uh uh i mean some of that happens too like i would say like second stage when changes are made but initially now like more and more there's certainly like a certain, it's almost boxes that need to be checked out. And if we make it song specific, it's like, hmm, it's almost like starting a project. uh, If uh, starting a project or let's say a song where you have a, you don't necessarily know what the song is going to turn out exactly. Note for note, change for change, little side, side uh, trip or like tangent. But it's like, this is sort of the mood that I wanted to encompass or the various moods the kind of, like, the um, the idiom, like, say, like, I just wanted to, be, say, be funky, or I want this to, to be aggressive, or I want it to be dark, or to, uh, like, aim more towards that particular emotional zone, and then just finding, kind of, like, working through the backlog and backlog of, like, ideas and parts that I might have, that it's like, this f- fulfills that, and I haven't used it yet, and I've really been wanting to use it, and then just starting to cobble things together that make sense within the parameters almost settle limitations that you've set beforehand and you're like okay this would work for that this is not going to work for that and then you just go around the room and have the conversation whenever you stop like when you're working on a part okay uh, somebody is playing a part and it's like does oh, this, this really fulfill what I want to be going on in this and a lot of times in in songs it's not always man. with this band there's there's a lot of times where Ethan the guitar player uh, has like very conscious choices of what he wanted to be playing for a certain part of the feel that he wanted and we just sort of okay like what's the best way to get to it and uh, we just go back and forth until we find the choices like it's the jamming is in like Let's work on this part. Somebody has the part that okay, this is the part we're gonna work on that we all agree is good that somebody's playing. And then we try and put things up against it and stop and decide, is this really getting at what we need to get to or we need something else for this? And then just move along as we want. But there's kind of a, like a fight rough... Sometimes there are songs. There are a few songs in the the demo that like one in particular I brought in like this is a song. It just was done on like a MIDI this needs to be transferred to guitar. Okay. This needs to be transferred to bass So you actually drums. write some of the stuff out? Or, yeah, or I definitely do. It it, okay. it, back, sometimes it, there's some of that, but I try not to go that route too much. I don't like to have it all sorted out unless unless it's something that I feel super strongly about. Right. And in the case and of this particular skeleton, song, right? Yeah. in the case of this particular song, I had it done, and it was sitting in my batch of finished, unfinished things, and I was, during a break, when we were working on something else, I played it for the guys, and they were like, yeah, this would be cool to turn into a song. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, well then you need to play this part on the drums and the part on guitar. And
0: with the current project you're working on, getting out, how did the musicians come together? Did this
1: just well, the 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 people I'm working with on it right now are people yeah. I've been in a band with before. This this band I was in called Spaniard that was active from. Uh, I don't know exactly when we started. I want to see maybe it was, like, 2007, 2008. And it was active until 2014. And then we all went separate ways because, like, uh, life changes. uh, um, Right. So we, like, stopped playing together, but we kept in touch. And then... uh, Sometime in 2019, because we had met socially a few times, and it's like, we should start playing together again because we sort of had a chemistry that really worked. That really worked. It felt very natural to be. Like something I'd gotten with them in a room, I could say Tom, the drummer, and Ethan, the guitar player. The ease of working with... I probably have not had with anybody else. I so it just with. really clicked when you guys. Got oh together. yeah, and even in okay. Spaniard, even though like it was a, like a different situation, and I was coming into their band, yeah. and then it was morphing into something else. With them, it was just like it's something about their sense of humor, and they're also like they're super irreverent, but they're also down with like the discipline side of it, where you're drilling a fucking ten second part for like two hours yeah. to get it right, and they're down with that fucking loved it right. okay. and because you get people that like drift and they're like man we really need to put this much work into this yeah, little tiny that's part what,
0: that's what makes it good right Is that yeah right.
1: and uh so we started getting back together in uh, like in 2019 and we would written three songs actually then that were very much kind of like forwarding what Spanier was doing at the time before we um went on hiatus right which was like super aggressive Angular, super sharp, a lot of weird turns, and like just like caustic, like music that is not, there's not much for melody. It's more like, <laughs> right. it's more like throwing like cutlery down like, uh, um, like a sink uh garbage garbage disposal, yeah, garbage disposal oh, right. and like arranging that it was just an assault of a sharp object coming in <laughs> and especially what we were doing with these three new songs that we had done right. was that there were a real a lot of cool rhythmic shit and a lot of like live looping over plays they were like over us doing certain uh like rhythmic combination i would set off some like i would just play a little note and catch the loop catch the loop like super quick so it's sort of almost like a hold note yeah and then with some engaging some maybe like um some maybe uh reverb and delay it was turning into this like eye-pitched drone behind what we were doing rhythmically, doing stuff like that and it was cool as fuck right but we all were sitting back and listening to it it's like this shit is cool but we sit there and want to listen to it. It's fun as fuck to play, right. Right. but we got to like a point where it's like, and I, they, you know, this is funny because we had all this earlier conversation about like following your vision, yeah, but also like just like anybody else, like I know every musician you lead has got things. You yourself into a corner, right? Yeah, right. and also there's things that like sometimes it's okay to to play things that you know like. There's a difference between playing things that are like I enjoy playing. This it is a, it's a challenge, right. and it like fulfills like the cerebral uh, aspect uh, of my uh, of my effort. Yeah. But doesn't necessarily like I don't want to sit there and listen to it. If somebody put it on a CD or like it came on on a radio station, I'd be like, yeah. this is cool, but I don't want to listen to this again. That's interesting.
0: You can separate your art from yourself, like as artist
1: from listener. You you have to, you have to be I objective think,
0: I, on some level. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a lot of musicians never can arrive to that. They can never like take take themselves out of the music and listen to what they have and say, "Hey, do you like this?" Get your ego out of it, like listen to it and like can you put this on in the car
1: or uh, Apparently it's very difficult. It uh, is. <laughs> it's very difficult. I can tell you this. You're like one of
0: the few people I've actually talked to in recent terms and actually outside of my band, honestly, who think in the terms of like, there's you as a musician, as a performer, and you're doing stuff, and, and maybe it's super technical or it's you know gratifying it as a yeah, musician yeah, level yeah. to play or learn or something.
1: Or it's super fun to play and but, it's like, oh, man, this is badass. But it's not
0: you. It's just, you're learning a, Maybe you're learning a skill or maybe you're- In that case, it was, kind de- of, it, developed, developed. it was kind
1: of me, but it, it was as just- and that's
0: not what you're going for though, right?
1: It, it was- it's, on some level, it's yeah. kind of what I was going for. but it was also like we're putting this much effort. We were putting that much effort into it. And right. I noticed that, like, for different it, it was basically this was the main problem, and this yeah. uh, will get into the genesis of the current the current project with this. Yeah. the main problem was like for various reasons, it would sometimes depend on an individual part be like essentially, we were putting really challenging, sounding, abrasive stuff that was even taking like several steps forward from even what. We used to be it as a band. I thought it would like would literally flush the toilet on what we were doing. It was so much crazier like what right. the fuck is going on. Right. But each of us it like would have a little problem with this like, yeah, I don't know about this. About this part. I don't know if I like There's this. There's some part. artistic integrity yeah, issues, right? We, and yeah, we were right. also like, I mean, like when we're all having all these when we're all having these second-guessing uh, second, uh, second guessing ourselves of some of the things that we're doing, maybe not enjoying it as much, and, yeah, it's cool to play, but then when we go home and it's like, we're just like, yeah, we're doing this thing that's cool, but, like, I don't never want to put it on and listen to it for myself. We're like, then what the fuck are we even doing? Right. Let's have a, Like, I was like, at that point, I got it. So because of some of the, some other, some of the practice that people started drifting or we... I would be unsatisfied about some choices that were being made and someone else would be unsatisfied. I was like, you know, like I don't wanna keep doing this if it's gonna be like this. I might I could just go and like play in my room or like work on stuff well, on a right, computer. Right, right. Let's figure out what the fuck we wanna do that everybody is gonna be happy with, but we're still not gonna sacrifice like our vision or what we like about music or like completely. Sell out whatever the fuck that means. Like, just do something that we can all be happy with. And I, I guess with the initial, uh, the initial answer that everybody had in a different format, everybody has their own way in which they express themselves with language. It was like, I just want to make some shit that I also like. If somebody puts it on, or if I put it on, you're gonna be like, wow, like this right. is cool. I want to listen to this. If it comes on, this is kind of catchy. There's right. like an earworm, even if it's a fucked up earworm or right. It's like strange Stay, music. Like, we want to make some head, some stuff right. that it's like. There's a hook. Engaging, right? Engaging for us. It might not be like the the weirdest, craziest music that we made, but it's something that, like, if I was watching a band play, I wouldn't just be impressed. Like, look how weird this is. It's like I'd be I'd be also taken in by like, I want to listen to this again. Play like I want to see him play this song again. I remember it when I walk away.
0: Okay, so I mean that's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so one of the things we've been talking about just as we've been kind of in preparation for uh, our, our show here, is um, so you're also working with a vocalist.
1: Yeah, and uh, that conversation, oh, man. Oh. So but, you have to make room for a vocalist. Yeah, even, even, yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah.
0: I'm going to make an assumption. You can correct me if I'm wrong. So your idea with the vocalist, and this is also my perception of what I heard with Nanzu, yeah. is the vocalist is just another, another voice and another instrument in the band. It's not... I. It's not vocalist and the weird guys in the background. It's like they're part of the unit and they're yeah, just Yeah, absolutely. Just voice. Well to me to me It's like me, it's like a Naked City or a uh Mr. Bungle how Patton yeah, always kinda of Exactly. At, right? yeah.
1: I, I certainly when it comes to vocal I I gravitate towards like people that are like expressive. Right. And then they can like uh they can sort of like live in the different zones as a singer. You right. brought up Mr. Bungle and Mike Patton and it's like right. like chameleon the all the different right. things that right. they can do and i don't necessarily i'm not like i'm not saying that that that's what the bands i'm in would need into, but There's i just a I, with that but talk. i right. yeah i appreciate somebody that can just like oh this yeah. is how i sing and this is what i do and that's it that you hear a song you get, it's somebody that's like from song to song maybe they can like shed skin a little bit yeah right it's part to part even in our songs <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs>
0: Have you? you I mean, is the person you're working with now, is it more of a you're kind of seeing how the relationship? flows? Yeah, it's part of it. Is right. a lot of like they're not like writing lyrics? Yeah, and they're they're, they're,
1: they're stuff. getting. Oh, they actually surprisingly they are. Okay, and like and what what this person has so far is doing a bang-up job, but still because they're also involved in other projects. I don't want to talk about this too much because sure. I still don't know if it's going to be super final. It's like so much is in flux with this, but I know at least the three main people involved, you know, the people from Spaniards, there's a and in yeah. we're going to carry this to its end, you know, in some form or another. Okay. But this person that we're working with so far, better than anything we expected or better than anything, any anyone that we've had turn things in because we had a lot of people try things send us files and like this is the only person that like when they submitted what they did we were like oh yeah yeah let's work with this back to this goes back to the paradigm that
0: or it keeps floating back up of there's there's a specificity with your music yeah and um somebody who sings power metal is not necessarily going to be only power metal. Right. But uh, uh, they have the, the ability to sing it. A- exactly, there might be a part I mean, for that. In the in the Beefheart or Zappa tradition of like yeah. hey, there might be this really fucking blasty cool operatic part that you could go yeah. built, built, your belt yeah. that line out or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Or I that mean, might work. kind of but then after that maybe you have to like Tom Waits it or whisper it or to, whatever. To be honest right. with you, yeah. I
1: really wish <laughs> and this is not the <laughs> cast of Paul. Right. with uh, with the 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 person that we're working with uh, currently, right. and we uh, and we hope to keep working with and the finalize sure. this whole thing. But I like, really would have loved to have someone that had like like operatic range yeah. and could really literally just do anything, yeah. but they would have to maybe like be uh, coaxed or trained into approaching music where it was like, okay, here you get to fully belt, and like, this is going to be in this key or this, the melody you got to hit. And here it's like, yeah. you're having a nervous breakdown vocally. You're not even really forming like actual words or it's not the conventional singing. Yeah. Go. It's like almost like being a character actor. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and you find people that can sing really well. Right. And with some of the people that we've had can sing really well. That's alien to them. It's just like I just sing really good, and I can hold this note. Like this is my like. But if you want me to go do this there's thing, where I almost I'm mean, like, I don't know if I can. I have never done this before. I'd I have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, there's a very again a very specific
0: aesthetic with, and I hope to hear it, man. Because mm-hmm. it's, I think with Nanzu you kind of got close to that. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, when you and I have had the conversation about finding the person who could do like Bjork and Florida Purim and like all these like like female vocalists or vocalists who could go all over the place, that, they
1: just kill literally like turn on a dime, turn on a dime, and all of it, anything right. and any, anything that they settle on, right. feel even if it might be the wrong choice, they're selling it so well and so hard right. that you're like, you know, I buy yeah. this. Yeah. I, I buy this this works because
0: they're making it work and that's the the, the the other side of the vocalist is that is the connector to the audience yeah absolutely you know um if you're not if you have once you have that person established like it doesn't matter if they're not a, a, a singular identity if they're totally pink floyd where they're all with the band and yeah. they're part of the collective identity that is still the connector with the audience because yeah. that's what everybody it's, it's monkey brain or animal brain stuff they focus on that person is speaking I have to pay attention to them so yeah yeah and that that's a lot of different weight than us as instrumentalists have to kind of carry Excellent. with it so um so yeah so I hear that um one other thing I wanted to talk about too so you're also an artist like a visual artist
1: yeah, uh, less and less. So, I mean, I, I go back and well, forth with that. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I'll say yes. I don't <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky. I
0: remember, like, getting the Nanzu um, album and, like, seeing the artwork on it. And then I, I got tr- triggered by all the tryptophobia stuff. <laughs> But, funny. but it was funny for me because I was triggered. But I was like, also like, wow, oh, this is funny. This is the funniest thing I said. This is fucking funny. I like the way it's laid out. And it's like yeah. I'm getting triggered, but then it's like I'm enjoying it. I'm getting triggered. I'm getting so it's like almost like I got like slipped a Mickey, you know? Like or you drop some, <laughs> yeah. you drop some acid in my water. I think or it works for
1: the music. Oh too. yeah, it's such it's like it's a patchwork of like what the fuck? Wait, what exactly is? Yeah. I can recognize the object, but I'm not sure what it is. Right. But I can trace it to something, right? And yeah, and a lot like the music. Yeah, um, so that. But that's just something that
0: um, I just thought was really cool. And like I noticed, like some of the other stuff that you've put out too. Like there's another again very specific style that you kind of have. And yeah. Um, it Did changes. To-
1: it changes from like I go in periods. So like just yeah. like like there was a time where like in Spaniel, it was like a lot of like hand drawn stuff. Yeah, and then I have moved. So to that like- one flyer on your old door, yeah. like, with your show at Def Haven, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: right. Um, so it's distinct and it's really cool. Um, but that's just it's always cool to like talk to somebody who also has that visual side of things too, because I think from just kind of an identity of a project or as an artist standpoint, being able to carry that across. That prevents you. I mean, again, we go back to being again very specific aesthetics, but it prevents you from being stamped by a label or a, a promoter. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. You've opened a huge can of worms here. <laughs> I'll tell, no, seriously, man. This is this is like I. Right. I appreciated all the the other question, but actually, what you're hinting at is made some connection in something that I, I almost would help me respond better to some of the earlier questions that you asked me okay. because. When it comes to the art like this I, I look at music um there's people when we were discussing earlier, people because they're just a like tremendous amount of skill that they've owned through discipline and they spend so much time on the instrument and what they do what they're like they just can't do anything they want yeah. the skill level is jaw-dropping this and that and it's like watching and I appreciate it is right. it, it to me is like watching because I have like a background of art in art and I've always been interested from when I was really little in in And that's another thing that I've naturally gravitated towards when I was really young. I could watch someone that does super like hyper realistic portraiture and they're like amazing at it and be impressed by that. But give me like someone like, and I don't even know if it's a good example, but just because I say, but give me a Dolly, give me a Picasso, give me somebody that has like an identifiable style that it's like, whoa, this is some referenceable, but it's also like so much its own thing. From early on, I knew that that was my jam. That's what I gravitated towards when it comes to anything, where books I read, music I consume, stuff I watch. That's what makes sense to me. So that's all I've ever been interested in trying to make in my own little way, or as much as I could, like stuff that was like as reference to like uh, as reference to existing. Genres, idiom, like right, a type of motor approach, there. but extends from there, like takes okay, yeah, turns it that sense. like make it yeah. where it's almost like, oh, this is identifiable as such, but it's like a mutant version of it. Right. Uh, like a strange looking character, Frankenstein uh, right. version of it.
0: Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So this is really where all it comes from is like your your sensibility as an artist doesn't come necessarily just purely from music, but from like a visual perception. Yeah. Of just, just,
1: yeah, I, I, I like I like I'm more fascinated or impressed or taken in or at least like amused by things that I don't necessarily when I see him here him, watch him, I don't have ready answers for right away. Right. I can't box him in so quickly right. or when I consume him, I have more questions that I have answers for the people that we've made him. or I'm like, oh, that. That's essentially it with me. That's more or less where it comes from, that I like to just like be challenged that way or to be like, or anything that I watch, see or hear to give me more ideas.: So
0: hey Evan, thanks so much for coming by. It's great chatting with you and well, uh, good, good luck with your new project. We're going to need it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah we're looking forward to hearing more from you and uh, you can check out um, tracks from what Evan's been working on at rockinchicago.org along with this episode and Evan has uh, curated a really cool playlist of some of his influences and also uh, featured some of his favorite local bands that we'll be featuring on our social media platforms over the next couple of weeks thanks so much man, have a good one you too, Thank cheers you